With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? How's it going? Hope you're having a great week. It is Thursday, April 14th. We have a lot to talk about today. I am Matt Thomas, co-host of the Hoopsology podcast. My fellow partner in crime is here with me, Mr. Justin Goodrum. Justin, how you doing, man? Good, man. Hanging in there. How about yourself? Doing pretty good, man. It has been a busy, fast-paced, crazy week, but a fun week. So really can't complain. A lot of fun basketball news this week that uh, I'm sure you guys have heard ad nauseum at this point. If you're tuning into this, we might touch on some of that. But we have one of my favorite topics, one of my favorite shows of the year that we ever get to do playoff predictions coming up. What are the first round matchups going to look like? How are they going to pan out? We'll make some predictions. We can see if we look like geniuses or fools here on Hoopsology, see who's who's closer to it. Um, so really looking forward to that. Real quick, before we get into that, wanted to plug a couple shows. We did do an In the Lab episode talking about the Lakers, talking about some of the downsides of the play-in tournament. I got a little heat for that, but that's, that's all right. Hey, I'm open for the conversation. Basically... Um, I look like a fool after, you know, this, this, uh, drama with the Timberwolves and Clippers and all this stuff, but, um, also talked about how many title contenders there are in the NBA. We also had a great interview that we dropped on Monday with author Paul Wiley, who wrote Montana state's golden Bobcats, the national championship titles of 1929 so if you want to hear about what basketball was like in the 1920s what uh, the student athlete experience was like back then a great conversation with Paul Wiley really appreciate him being on the show but like I said we got a lot to talk about let's not waste any more time let's dive right into the playoffs you guys if this episode goes well I will be sure to over-celebrate like the Minnesota Timberwolves, allegedly. I'm just kidding. Um, so let's jump right into it. We're going to go from our top seeds and work our way down into the closer seeds, presumably the more competitive matchups, although we have some weirdness in some of the seeds. So on this Thursday night, our eight seed for the playoffs isn't set at this point. So we still need to see new Orleans play the Clippers. 
Uh, and we still need to see the Hawks play the Cavaliers. Winner of those games will be the eighth seed in the respective Eastern and Western conferences. But we're going to go ahead and kick this off. And I'm going to start with what I think is the less interesting, although I, I love these teams that will be matched up. Justin, let's talk about the Phoenix Suns matching up either against the Clippers or the Pelicans. I guess the most interesting aspect of this is are we going to see anything from Kawhi Leonard all indications are probably not at this point but there's been you know he he's kind of been like lurking in the news like are we going to see Kawhi yes. randomly in the playoffs you know so it's it's been kind of weird um I will go ahead and just give you my quick prediction on this uh give you a little time to formulate yours I think whoever Phoenix plays they're going to sweep this series. Uh, I just see Phoenix coming into this with a head of steam. So whether Clippers, yeah, have more of a chance of taking a game out of this series, but I am going full on disrespect on whoever the eighth seed is on this. I think it's going to be an outright sweep. Uh, Justin, your your thoughts for this Phoenix New Orleans or Phoenix Clippers matchup? Yeah, not much to add other than I kind of hope New Orleans wins. I think they have a pretty underrated team just because of the whole Zion speculation. I think that whole thing's ridiculous. The guy's doing 360 jams but not playing. So what is happening <laughs> here? So if I agree with you, Bizarre. Phoenix will <laughs> sweep them. But I think the, the story will be why isn't Zion playing if he can dunk? <laughs> so other than that, you took the words right out of my mouth about Phoenix. Easy gotcha. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Phoenix is the outright title favorite, in my opinion. Um, definitely the the outright favorite, favorite to get out of the West. Let's talk about the Cavaliers, the, the injured, banged-up Cavaliers, uh, or the Hawks. Fascinating eighth seed there, especially given their success last year. They will be, whoever wins that matchup will be matched against the Miami Heat. Justin, I'll let you take the lead on this one. And of course, you can make a different pick, whether it's, you know, Atlanta or Cleveland that ends up as the opponent in this. Any strong feelings about this series? Uh, not too much. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Hawks for Trey Young, even though I think Cleveland, even if they get bounced, I think they've had a fantastic season, well exceeded expectations, so they can be very proud, I think. What's the interesting thing is with the Miami Heat, I mean, they're the one seed and they're not being discussed ever than ever, ever than that blow up with Spolstra and uh, Jimmy Butler. So other than that, there's no one would be really talking about the Heat, honestly. <laughs> probably be the, the most disrespected um, one seeds in history. And really, I would say if you think about it, Matt, I mean, since the bubble, you know, the Phoenix Suns, this is a feel-good story, them rising from promise. What about the Miami Heat? I mean, this team's not a fluke. I Good mean, points. they're the one seed. <laughs> Since then, everybody thought them going to the NBA Finals, that was just like an anomaly. Oh, that's not real. That's just, you know, once things get back to normal, they'll go back to Earth. But they're the one seed now. So they're they're for real. Um, but I think they'll have a little tough go of it. I don't know. I think they'll beat either Atlanta or Cleveland in five games. Um, I don't think it'll be that intriguing of a first-round matchup. Yep, I'm with you there. I also wrote down Heat in five. So we're on the same page so far. We'll have some disagreements later, I'm sure, as the series get a little more competitive. Um, let's move along 
right in back into the Western Conference. Let's go our 2-7 matchup that you guys can see there. Memphis Grizzlies, I would argue the most fascinating team of the year. Uh, the most meteoric rise that we've seen this year. Even the great Luka Doncic has not secured a two seed yet. And John ja sure. Morant is there sure. at a very young age, a very young roster. The future is so bright in Memphis. They have to wear shades to pull out that <laughs> corny line. Um, <laughs> against the seventh seed, the Alan Munsler, shout out to Alan for predicting the success of the Minnesota Timberwolves sure jumping did. in to the very top of the play in tournament, but succeeding as, as you all know, by now against the Clippers securing that seven seed. Um, so thoughts on Memphis versus the Timberwolves. I, I got to be honest with you, Justin, and I'll take the lead on, on this one since you did the last, um, I, I'm not sold on the Timberwolves being this like tough, totally reformed team just based on their play in game performance. I still have some big doubts about Carl Anthony towns as the star of this team. And there's been a lot of talk about is the ultimate destiny of this team. Anthony Edwards kind of leapfrogging him and being the, the alpha of, of this team as he gets older and matures. So I don't know. And, and I just think Memphis is rolling. I know there are some, Injury concerns there, but in long stretches of the season, injuries have not been a major factor for this team. I will give Minnesota the respect of taking this series to six games, but I got Memphis in six, and I, I don't think we're pressing on uh, a game seven, and who knows, maybe I'll eat those words. <laughs> I got uh, Memphis in five. I agree with the sentiment. It's weird because I have... I don't mind them celebrating. I think if you saw, the, oh yeah, me either. If you, you saw the JJ Redick video, I think he sums it up perfectly. Like, you know, you put up all this efforts, and these wins mean a lot in terms of what's going on. If even if you take away the external factors of Carl Anthony Towns and all that, the family losses he's gone through the past couple of years. Um, and saying that, however, I just not so. That's funny because I, I agree with you. I'm probably a little bit more harsher. Um, he didn't. Carl Anthony Towns didn't really play that well. I mean, mm -hmm. his stats look mm -hmm. good against the Spurs, but yeah, I just think for a team that's gonna potentially take a elite Memphis team to six games, he has to be playing more consistently better, and he has it. Um, so I, I like Anthony Edwards. I think he's the real deal. Um, but against this Memphis team, I say five games. I think they'll probably get two barn burners and then Memphis will pull away and they'll move on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think valid. And, and I'm totally for, you know, people spewing that narrative of like Minnesota act like you've been there before. This team has not really been there before. Yeah. <laughs> so, and in a league right now where I'm sorry, but for half the season, it can feel like players are just going through the motions and we have to have even like the media narrative are is do guys play defense? Do, we have things like this. If you show me passion in any game that way, and it's not really like a disrespect towards the Clippers thing, it's it's passion about competing at this high level, performing well. I'm all for that. So, hey, props to you, Timberwolves, even though I just picked against you. <laughs> hey. It's all good. Um, <laughs> definitely celebrate. All right. This may be the most controversial 
the most contentious, the most interesting of all these first round series, even though it's two seven, you get the lovely task of leading off with the pick on this and giving your reasoning. Uh, But we have the two seed Boston Celtics and the seven seed Brooklyn Nets, both teams kind of an enigma. We know that Rob Williams is injured. He was kind of the heart and soul of that defense. Although you still got Marcus smart who is a, a top contender for defensive player of the year. So it's not like they're lacking on defense. We know about the kind of star-crossed past of the Celtics in the playoffs in the recent era. What do you got, Justin, for 2-7 Celtics-Nets? How's this going to play out? I think this will be entertaining. (laughs) I hate picking this matchup. This sucks. Yeah, Uh, me too. I'm I'm um, not going first here. I always like, and my dad is in the chat here saying, pick Boston. <laughs> uh, as much as I want to, I've been on the Boston bandwagon for years, and my dad knows this because I'm always telling him, hey, watch Boston, watch Boston. And they let me down. So I'm going to go with the best players, I mean, with the best team. And I know that's corny to say, and that's Brooklyn with Kyrie and Kevin. Oh, Lee. man. Oh, um, and, man. And I think it's going to also anger our colleagues at OTG, but I think <laughs> yeah, we were just on Celtics own, lab. I know we sure were. Um, I think it's, it's one of those things where just seeing Boston just crumble in these situations and seeing Durant and Kyrie rise to the occasion. I think that's going to be enough. Um, mm. And I think Ben Simmons is irrelevant. I just, whatever he shows up cool. If he doesn't, uh, <laughs> yeah, my dad says he left them down too. Don't be a Debbie Downer. Um, <laughs> but I think, but going with Brooklyn, I do think that both those guys know how to win tight games. And I think this is going to be a six or seven game series. I'll have it going seven and a half Brooklyn taking it. Um, and this is really kind of, I don't know. Is this In a do Boston or die? Garden. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, do you think this is a do or die series if they get bounced? I want to ask you if if they lose in seven games to Boston Celtics. I realize they've had a tumultuous season, but they end up the two seed. Oh, in terms of this, the Nets? Uh, no, in terms of the Celtics, like in terms of Tatum and Brown and just this whole team oh. is Marcus Smart as well. Like I like the duo. Like I'm asking, what's what's happens from here? Like, do you move in a different direction? I don't know their contract status, but. I'm just wondering, they've been together for a long time, but yet we haven't seen them really have any sort of serious success. And I think if they do lose in the first round, despite it being the Brooklyn, I mean, at the same time, yeah, Brooklyn's a really tough opponent, but that's what you built the Celtics for. They're not, they're not Memphis. (laughs) This is not their first year together. Well, so what do you do? Let me say, I mean, if Rob Williams were healthy, I'd be picking the Celtics in this because of the dysfunction in Brooklyn. Um, But it it is a close competition, I think, between these two teams. And I tend to agree with your point of view here. I wrote down Nets in six. I think they need to do it in six. I mean, that that's kind of a cliche, but I, I think they're better off, of course, winning it on their home court. Um, I, I would not blow it up if I'm the Celtics at this point, I would bring it back with Rob Williams, who's a young talent and see the, the core of this team is still pretty young, but, um, I I think also there have been legitimate circumstances here to where the Celtics have a good case to still keep it together. Like last year, they were the team that was hit hardest with COVID. It's true. 
and things just unraveled because of that. They also lost uh, a big veteran presence there. So that was part of it too. Um, you know, personally, I, I'll be honest, I, I'm pulling for the Celtics in this series. I, I would rather have them win than Brooklyn at, at this point. Um, and then I think the, the other interesting question too, is will the Nets stay together? I, I think, mm. Kyrie having to sit all year, that organization not really fighting for him. And I, I think there's some interesting stuff there um, where you could see Kyrie off the Nets team pretty easily uh, next season. So I've got Nets in six. You've got Nets in seven. Oh, my goodness. And uh, they are going to be the ultimate disappointment team if uh, – if they, they flame out as the seventh seed in the first round, their second year together, only 16 yeah. games we got, as I've mentioned several times, but I think it's important, only 16 games that we got of Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant together during this era. Of course, James Harden now on the 76ers. Anything else to, to mention about that series? Um, if the Nets do lose in the first round, I'm sure we'll have all of our Nets experts dissecting this. So I will just say this thought and then we can have a longer discussion later. I would kind of wonder what's the legacy of Kyrie Irving if that's what you say is true. I mean, I mean he's been on a bunch of teams. He's so talented. And oh, yeah. despite yeah. what you feel about the whole COVID fiasco, yay or nay, whatever, that's still, I think, a black mark on his record in terms of him not playing and him affecting the seating he did. I mean, well, like yeah, I mean, kind yeah. of inadvertently pushing Harden out in some ways, yeah. although I mean, I, I've got things. Um, yeah, he's, he I has mean, James Harden is interesting, too. too. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> As a Rockets fan. But <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. We'll um, see what happens. You know, for it, it's a great series for like I like desperation. So I like when the consequences are severe for losing. So for in that aspect, I like this series a lot. Yeah, this is the by far the highest stakes first round yeah. series that Agreed. we have. So it's it's going to be awesome to watch. Yeah. Let's go to two teams that you and I enjoy, Justin, in the Western Conference, especially your local area, Denver Nuggets. I, I love me some Nuggets, so I'll I'll state my bias right there. The Warriors have been fun all year. Big question marks with Draymond Green's health. How is this team going to mesh? How is Clay Thompson? going to do hey thanks for tuning in mark um three six matchup warriors nuggets i'm gonna lead off on this one and man i i would love to pick nuggets here but i just can't the warriors have depth here even if draymond green is struggling i i still think i'm i'm Thinking about how many games I'm going to pick them in, I will give Jokic the respect of two games. I'll go Warriors in six in this first round three versus six matchup. How do you see this playing out? I saw the Nuggets play twice. I disagree that they're a bad team being carried by the Joker. I think that's ridiculous. Um, but in seeing them play twice, I think they have really good players, but against the elite competition, they run out of gas, and that's because they're out with – most of their heavy hitters are missing besides the Joker. So I agree with you, Matt. I think the Warriors – I'll go Warriors in six. All right. So we are in agreement there. Warriors in six. Yeah, I, I just think there's too much firepower uh, with the Warriors. I mean, they're offensively so dominant, and um, 
I, I don't think the Nuggets can keep up. I mean, Jokic can score a ton. He can light up the Warriors, I think, but it's not going to be enough without that next gear of Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. If those guys aren't around. Speaking of offensive firepower, let's talk about our Eastern Conference three versus six matchup and appropriate because we need you to lead off on a Bulls <laughs> prediction here. I, I tweeted at you when this news came down, when the bracket was set, that this is a tough draw for the Bulls. I, I think everyone believes that as the Bucks are widely considered one of the title favorites. So we have the Bucks at three, the Bulls in the sixth seed, seven game series. Of course, how do you have this breaking down, Justin? Uh, I got the Bucks in five. I'm just honest. I mean, you got different fans out there. It's weird because I don't know. I feel like I'm a bad fan because I'm a realist. Nah, like, nah. I'm just I can't talk <laughs> myself into like grandeur. Like I can root for my team to win, but like it's just. I mean, it's just you know. I mean, if I go to the grocery store and get a lottery ticket i can hope i can win a million dollars i'm gonna win a million dollars probably not so i just think with with this series we know what the bulls are they they lack in the interior they have struggled since the all-star break they're out with lonzo ball who is an underrated part of that team people may hate on lonzo i watched him play live he is he's fantastic i can't i'll never talk anything about lonzo ball i i was very harsh on him in la and new orleans he i think he's a fantastic player for what he does um and I think Trey Kirby on the No Dunks said it best. Like, when he's gone, you're wondering, where did the fast breaks go, the steals, and the three-pointers go <laughs> when he's gone? It was basically him facilitating mm-hmm. all of that, even though they have DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, and even Zach Levine's been hurt. So with a pretty much um, favored title-contending Bucks team, I just don't see the Bulls having too much for them. And I think there's a reasonable question, too, what happens, you know, with Zach Levine. You know, in the summer, I mean, DeMar DeRozan has been the captain of this team now. I mean, he, I would argue he would please play better than Zach Levine has as a leader. So mm-hmm. I, I I wonder, you know, I, what's going to happen with his future as well. Um, but if they, if they can keep the team together and, and focus on next season, I think this season will be a good learning experience despite the second half going downhill. But they need to improve on the interior, that's for sure. They just, they're, yeah. they're soft as a pillow. So. Yeah, that's the big need for sure. And and that's going to be apparent in this series yeah. where as long as Giannis is healthy, he's just going to do whatever he wants, <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately for the Bulls. Uh, so I agree with your pick. I I almost want to pick the Bucks sweeping, but um, I, I think the Bulls will catch fire one night and, and take a game on this. And who's to say that, that the Bucks will have super high intensity? They have been letting some games slide heading into the playoffs here. So maybe the Bulls, you know, get like a lucky game one or, or the first uh, game at home for the Bulls, game three. Maybe they pull the surprise win on that. But the Bucks should be dominant in this series. I would fully expect to, to see that, which is unfortunate because overall the Bulls had a great season. We're atop the East for a good portion of that season. So they've made huge strides forward. That DeMar DeRozan deal worked out a lot better than a lot of people including myself thought it was going to so uh you're right though they got to improve the interior so we both have the bucks winning that series in five games let's go to our last two matchups here our four versus five and in the west i'll lead off here we have dallas versus 
the Jazz, the Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz. New coach, debut year in Dallas for Jason Kidd. The Jazz kind of feel like they've just been sort of like floating around watching stuff happen in the NBA. I, I don't, they, they seem a little bit adrift, a, a little bit lost as a franchise. Where do we go from here? We know that Donovan Mitchell is awesome. We know that Rudy Gobert can play some good defense, but what is the plan with this team? Clearly a five seed, a disappointment this year after being the top seed, I believe last year, I, I think, think so. they were the one seed if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah. and that offense was firing a lot better uh, last year, but still a competitive team, a, a team you have to watch out for. I have this series being pretty close, but I think Luca is going to rise in a game seven. So I am picking a pretty close contentious series, a team that can give Luca some problems, but ultimately um, I, I don't think Gobert can stop Luca certainly not not that he's going to be guarding him directly but his presence on the floor I don't think will slow Luca down that much and I think Luca uh will handle this in 7 after a contentious series how do you see it playing out I am going to take the Jazz in 7 Ooh um, I love it I, I love it Luca's injury makes me nervous I like mm, if, if Luca stays that's healthy That's a good point calf strain for Luca yeah I, I don't know. And I think this is one of the almost underrated rivalries in the NBA. And mm. I think, honestly, if you take a look at the West, this series, the Nuggets, Golden State. Um, and I think with um, Boston and um, the Nets, those are the three series to really look out for in terms of just drama. Um, I think this is going to be an awesome series. And with Luka being out game one, I just don't see them having that much for Utah. Um, and... I think he's going to continue to be out, and I think that's going to mm. be it. But it's going to be a concern. So, especially with this rivalry, I just see um, Utah taking in seven. But we'll see. It's going to be it's going to be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I guess um, you know I haven't read the latest report on Lucas' calf strain, so full disclosure there. But my assumption is that he's going to be able to work into playing, maybe miss a game or two. But mm -hmm. yeah, that that's a great point. I mean, if Utah gets an early jump on them, uh, they they could end it even earlier than that if, yeah. if Luca's not coming back. They are good enough, and Dallas is so dependent on Luca, obviously, for uh, success on the offensive end on the floor. So yeah, that's going to be an interesting one to see. Um, we have, th this is also, I know that, uh, the Celtics and Nets are kind of the headline rivalry matchup here. And you have to say that, especially we didn't even mention like the bad blood between Kyrie <laughs> and Boston. I mean, That's going true. back to Boston garden for this playoff yeah. series, although, you know, they, they've been saying they've made peace and Kyrie has even said he regrets something, blah, blah, blah. Another big I, th I think contentious on the court series here. Maybe we don't have as fascinating a storylines, but the four seed, five seed matchup, 76ers versus Toronto Raptors in the East. Justin, have at it, man. Take the lead on this one. How do you see this playing out? Um, You know, I'm no secret. I'm a big Embiid fan. Um, this has kind of Me been too. his year to win the MVP. We'll see what happens. It's a very tight race, but this is probably one of his best years of winning it. Um, and I like Philly here. I think Embiid's on a mission. As long as he stays healthy, um, I think he's going to be the catalyst for this team. I don't know what's been going on with James Harden. Um, his, his comments and just 
I think his overall disappointment. I'm not sure what is what is happening there. Um, I have to say, what a yeah. what a phenomenal <laughs> season for the Toronto Raptors. I mean, um, a lot of people in turn, and including their front their front office, has stated that this is kind of a rebuilding year. They're the fifth seed, so um, yep. no matter what happens, I think they should definitely be proud. But I think the Sixers at least get past the Raptors here, and I would say probably. Uh, I would say probably six, six games. I mean, that's, and that might be being generous, but yeah. Um, I, I see it playing out the same way. I mean, just, just to put into perspective how good Toronto has been, I, I picked them as one of my five teams in the East, not making the play in tournament <laughs> at the start of this year. So I, yeah. I feel like a moron. Um, <laughs> no, that's just the way it's, so, things, yeah, things happen, I'm, man. Yeah. Credit to, Coach Nurse, uh, for one thing, credit to Scotty Barnes for providing like a new energy for this franchise in a rebuilding year to be this competitive is, is pretty amazing. So all credit due to Toronto, but you are running into one of the top MVP candidates in the first round. And I, I'm fascinated to see how they scheme to even attempt to slow down Joel Embiid. I mean, do you let Embiid go nuts and just try to outpace him? Uh, and I mean, do you put your efforts into ruining James Harden's rhythm if that can be done as well? Um, I, there's a lot of problems that when you have this much talent on the offensive end as the 76ers do, I can't pick against them uh, in this first round matchup, unfortunately for Toronto. So all credit due for a fantastic season. I'm going to go just to be different here. And because maybe because I'm secretly upset at Toronto for making (laughs) me look foolish, I'll pick Philadelphia in five. I could certainly see that stretching out a little bit further. So a quick recap, we both think, Bring your brooms out for Phoenix. They are sweeping. We both have the Heat in five, regardless of who they are playing between the Hawks and Cavaliers. Hey, Cavaliers, credits to you guys, too. I mean, injury stuff is unfortunate. You guys have been fun this year. So shout out to Cleveland. Memphis, both you and I, I picked Memphis in six. You picked Memphis in five versus the Timberwolves in the 2-7. The Boston Celtics versus the Nets. I had Nets in six. You had Nets in seven. Sorry, Boston. Don't hate us, Celtics <laughs> Lab. In the three-six out west, Golden State in six for both of us was the pick against the Nuggets. I'm sorry, Jokic. I love you. I hope you win MVP. Uh, the Bucks versus the Bulls. I have Bucks in five, and Justin, you picked the same Bucks in five for that three six. Sorry, Bulls. And our four five, I have Dallas in seven. You have Utah in seven. That's awesome. That's where we disagree uh, the most, I guess, although we both agree it's going to be a close series. So, very interesting to see how that pans out. Much like uh, we talked about long term consequences with the Nets and the Celtics, you got to think. For the Jazz, I mean, this is this is the last go around as as formed this way, if at all possible. And in the four or five, I picked Philly in five games. Justin picked them in six against the Raptors. So plays out a lot on paper here, really, other than the Nets series. But obviously, extenuating circumstances have happened for the Nets to be the seven seed. Um, 
Justin, anything else to add for this first round? Any anything else to watch or stories you want to touch on before we peace out here? Uh, not much. I think we pretty much hit on everything from what I can tell. It was a whirlwind. We got through <laughs> all eight of these matchups. I, I think it's going to be a great first round. You look at every single team that's in there. There's there's just a ton of talent. I mean, even even on these playing teams, as much as I was sort of dissing the playing games for the Pelicans and Spurs being involved with their low records, I do agree with you that it is kind of fun if the Pelicans get in there and we see some of their young talent and maybe yeah. we get some pressure on Zion to play, even though that's that's not going to happen. Uh, so. It'll be fascinating to see how this turns out. We had a very awesome interview. I'll just tease that we taped tonight that we will be releasing in the near future. So be sure you guys stay tuned for that. And if you're watching this on YouTube, let us know your playoff predictions in the comments. We'd love to hear that. Uh, We'd love to see where you guys think we're way off base, where you guys think we nailed it, hopefully at least somewhere. Thank you very much for listening. Justin, always a pleasure, my friend. We will be in touch with you guys soon. Have a great night. Peace out. See ya.